The prophet reassures those in exile that the Lord will guide and protect his followers, just as a shepherd gathers his sheep. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide, I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. The word of the Lord. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 100 to be found on page 4 of your worship leaflet. Please stand if you're able and sing. From Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened you may know that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. 
God put his power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet, and he has made him the head over all things over the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. Matthew seems to like things neatly binary. There's sheep on one hand and goats on the other. Never quite understood why goats came in for such bad treatment here. They are the smarter of the two animals, but whatever. In the story of the, the wheat and the tares, the wheat get gathered, gets gathered into the barn, the tares are burnt. In the story, as Matthew tells it, of the catch of miraculous fish, um, the fishermen sit on the shore and they sort them, and some are good, and they put into baskets, and some are, are rotten, and they throw them away. Even as Matthew tells the parable of the wedding feast, um, when the people who were invited don't come, the king takes time out of the feast to send his army to destroy their city, and then the poor fellow who's caught without his wedding garment is thrown into the outer darkness. Matthew seems to need for there to be folks who are coming into the light and folks who are going into the darkness. But I think this story contains the seeds of its own subversion the seeds of undoing this binary way of thinking. This is the very last public teaching of Jesus. 
The very next verse has to do with his betrayal and arrest, and, and the gospel will go on from there. And Matthew loves parentheses. He loves inclusions. And so if this is the last teaching, we're supposed to go back to the very first public teaching of Jesus, which is the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the hungry. Blessed are those who mourn. It's exactly the people in this story as a bracket. This end of, of time teaching comes right here at the end. He started out, Jesus started out by saying, the kingdom, the Son of God will, or Son of Man will come sitting on his clouds of glory. And this is what the end of the world will be like. And then he told three parables. One was the unfaithful slave whom his master left over his other slaves, and then he went away. And since he was delayed coming back, the slave began to abuse his fellow slaves. There's the five wise and five foolish virgins. Again, this binary, we've got to split them into two. The, the bridegroom was delayed, and so their lamps went out. And then there was the um, talents, the parable of the talents, the three slaves who got the talents. And again, the master was delayed. So it seems like Matthew's community is struggling with the delay of Jesus' return. They expected Jesus right now to set things to rights, to discriminate between the righteous and the unrighteous, to make it all better. And that was delayed. So what does it look like? So the king comes in his glory and he says, okay, to the right and to the left, and notice that none of the people, neither the righteous nor the unrighteous, recognized what they were doing. They didn't see Jesus. But, he says, inasmuch as you did it to one of these, you did it to me. The king is already here. They were looking for Jesus to come at the end of time and fix things up. And the parable says, no. He's already here. Don't look, don't worry about the delay. Don't look way out there in the future. Look now. We don't feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the prisoners to earn brownie points to get into heaven. They didn't recognize what they were doing. We do it because the king is already here. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the hungry, they will be fed. When? Now, here is the kingdom. The five wise and the five foolish virgins, some brought oil, some didn't. What was the oil for? To give them light to see the bridegroom when he showed up, to recognize what it was. The slaves got their talents to invest. Some did, some didn't. They invested in God's economy to make things better now. The king is here. No wonder they didn't see him. They were looking for the end. As I was reading this story this time around, of course, I've had my trip to Louis on my mind quite a bit. Um, no surprise there. We were, had a meeting yesterday after the convention, and we were going over all of the details. Your plane will fly into Kampala here, and then you'll take the taxi to there and get on the plane that goes to Louis. And... Somebody turned to me and said, you know, are, are you okay with all of this? They know I've been anxious. And I said, none of this was my anxiety. I had no problem with this. I, that, that'll take care of itself. My anxiety has been when I called the bishop and said, what am I supposed to do? And he said, sit under the tree. Um, and then he said, they will parade you around. They will take you to various parishes. 
and they will turn to you as the procession is forming up and say, oh, guess what? You're preaching. What scripture would you like us to read? I love to go to my clergy Bible study on Tuesday afternoon and read the scriptures. I love to then have Wednesday night Bible study, have all day Thursday to prepare my sermon and look like I'm in charge when I get here on Sunday. Guess what? You're preaching. That's my anxiety. As I read this, some of that anxiety began to go away. I am not taking the gospel to Louis. None of us who go there are taking the gospel to Louis. It's there. What we need to be able to do is see it when we get there. If we think we're earning brownie points by going there to minister to those people, we've missed the point. The kingdom is already there. We just need to have oil in our lamp to see it, to have our talents ready to share and invest in that economy so that we can get those gifts back and then be able to come back and tell the story. I've always said that the text that the preacher preaches is not the scripture, it's the life of the community. The scripture is only the lens through which you read that. God is already here in the community. The gospel is already here. It just has to be brought out and made clear. That's what we're doing there. I'm not going there to tell them who Jesus is. I may, in fact, learn a great deal from them about who Jesus is. We've been studying this book about evangelism, about welcoming new folks in. And I talked last week about sort of the, the, the vampire evangelism. We need new blood, so let's get people in here. Again, we've made the mistake. If we think we're doing it for them, we've missed the point. The reason we want new folks to come in is what can they tell us about who Jesus is. What are we missing? And so how do we see that here? We're about to welcome a new family, and I'm going to put them a little bit on the spot. The Vogels are here. And you may have noticed that um, Chris was already ringing chimes. Um, I sat and talked with them a little bit. Folks coming in have wonderful insights about who we are as a congregation. And if we think that we've got the gospel that we've got to take to them, we've missed the point. It's here. We need oil in our lamps to see it. We need talents to invest to make it happen now. And then when the king comes in his glory, we'll have got it. The party is already. Enter the party. Amen.